The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. So the biggest test of Australia's resurgence at the Cricket World Cup hits tomorrow in the form of New Zealand. The opening losses to India and South Africa, who... Mind you, have emerged as the two hottest teams in the tournament five matches in. Had the doubters quickly growing in number. But the Aussies have since taken care of Sri Lanka, Pakistan and the Netherlands, steadily moving through the gears on each occasion to improve to three and two and fourth place. New Zealand, they've only faltered once last time out in a tightish game against India. And you could say there hasn't been a lot of quality in the teams they've beaten either. England, who we'll get to a bit later in the show, the Dutch, the Bangladesh and Afghanistan. So this is a measuring stick game of sorts for the Kiwis too. And it's a long tournament, but everyone plays everyone. A top four in a 10-team tournament is all that matters. Semi-final and a final. Avoid India ideally in that semi-final and anything can happen. It's wide open. So Travis Head will play against New Zealand after being left out for the final game against the Dutch. And it's an inclusion that will prompt an omission and a reshuffle, the latter irritating Steve Smith, who admitted he was shocked at the suggestion that he'd have to move down to number four in the batting order. When you've been the best, perhaps you hate having to accommodate for other things. Sam Edmund with you for the captain's run. A massive addition of it as well, thanks to State Transport. Our people are your solution. You can join me at any time, one 736 736 The 40 Winks temper as well is 0433981116. Temper, a mattress like no other. You know, I just listened to a bit of Jared Waitley's show yesterday and the miserable sad sacks finding a negative in Glenn Maxwell's innings is everything wrong in the world. How could you not celebrate that? Okay, it wasn't against Holding, Garner, Ambrose, Marshall, but it broke records for a reason. The main one being it's darn hard to do against anyone at almost any level. If it was something to sneer at, everyone would be doing it. So Maxi is all duck, no dinner, which is understandably frustrating for some of you. But we've got to take the good with the bad, don't we? We want to be entertained, and this is perhaps our finest entertainer. Maybe the finest entertainer across all Australian sports, men and women, when he's in this sort of zone reserved for the precious few. The audacity, the power, the instinctive brilliance. Innings like this have people debating their favourite shot. Mine was a reverse sweep. In fact, it was more of a, of a reverse slap than anything. The ball was foolish and he just swatted it for six. Absurd. The Matildas, their three-match homecoming last night, got off to a nice start against Iran in Perth. Courtney Vine's incisiveness, creating the opening for Ellie Carpenter's opener. And you just knew that Sam Kerr was going to get her name on the score sheet at some stage in her return to Perth. And she made it safe, 2-0 ultimately, even if it was hard work at times in this Olympic qualifier. And as an aside, the Iran antics certainly rolled a few last night. Andy Harper may have been among them. Were you? Everyone wanted to see the Wemby show in the NBA yesterday, and I must say, I was chief among them. The French teenager, the number one pick to the San Antonio Spurs, was perhaps the most anticipated debut in the world's biggest basketball league for two decades. There was an NBA finals-like atmosphere on the sidelines in San Antonio yesterday before Wembenyana's first game. The Spurs credentialed, they say, more than 200 media members, eight different countries they represented. The city of San Antonio has lost its mind over this 224-centimetre kid with the eight-foot wingspan. Yet after three quarters, I felt like I'd been scammed. Foul trouble in the second, more foul trouble in the third, and then Wemby gets his fifth foul 26 seconds into the fourth, and the highlight-heavy offerings of the preseason seemed a distant memory. But then we saw it, didn't we? Nine points in a three-minute burst to finish with 15 on six of nine shooting, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and one block. Only 23 minutes court time given the foul trouble, uh, foul trouble he got himself into. Did he live up to the hype? Nope. 
but perhaps nothing was going to, given the build-up. I'm still on the Wembenyama Rama bandwagon. He would have have to be among the most freakishly built athletes in world sport right now. Give me a bigger freak, for lack of a better word. A rarer physiological presence than Victor Wembenyama. 224 centimetres, ridiculous reach, and he glides around the court like nothing we've seen. Hence the nickname, The Alien. Peter Volandis, he got an audience with the president, Joe Biden, if you don't mind. State dinner at the White House. NRL is going to hit Las Vegas. They tell us on the sidelines of the stadium in Vegas, Australia's biggest sport unleashed in Las Vegas. It's in March. It's a doubleheader to open the season in Nevada. Now, Volandis has sat alongside the Queen, the King, and now the president, and he's trying to get Americans on board for this game. Now, here's push-ahead Pete, as Tim Watson calls him, on Sunrise this morning while doing what Peter Volandis does best. Well, it's very easy. The most watched sport in Australia is rugby league in, in a season by, by a country mile. So if you measure it by really? the eyeballs of the sport, rugby league is way ahead and no one can argue with that. So the sign is extremely accurate. And I, my friends down south should put the toys back in the cot, um, especially Jeff Kennett. I mean, I don't think he's got any toys left. He's thrown so many out. We are the most viewed sport in Australia. The sign is correct, and they should pick their game up. Whoa, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Peter Volandis on Sunrise this morning. Uh, I love your thoughts on that. There's so much to look forward to across this weekend of sport. Where is your attention going to be? Cricket, Cox Plate, Gold Coast 500s, the F1s are in Mexico, soccer here and abroad, Rugby World Cup finals on between New Zealand and South Africa in France from Sunday 6am our time. And the Aussies New Zealand, as I say, tomorrow in the cricket at the friendly time of 4 o'clock. You might be popping down to the G, the Sheffield Shield today, which is on today down the road from us here at SEN, Victoria, New South Wales, and the Vicks potentially have some work to do. Eight for 182, batting first. Marcus Harris with a first ball up and duck yesterday. Renshaw, by the way, seven for Queensland. Cam Bancroft, another 57. So the fight to replace David Warner at the top of the international 11 batting order is absolutely on. We're chock-a-block on the captain's run today. But before I get to the McCafe menu, bear with me just for a second here. You know when things get a little bit big on you? You find yourself suddenly in the deep end when you can't necessarily swim that well? I had one of those experiences this week when Gary Lyon and I suddenly found ourselves picking an SEN Cricket 11 on SEN Breakfast here in Melbourne. If you missed it, here's a quick flashback. Morris Marquorn, Pickering Lyon Russell, O'Donnell, fortunate, Edmund Waitley, Brereton Hodge. The uh, SEN 11, which has caused all sorts of controversy. Oh, has it ever? Because Sam Edmonds, the wicketkeeper, ahead of Tim Payne. And, and Ian Healy. <laughs> and Ian Healy. And Tim Payne, although on behalf of Brent Costello, his SN Tassie co-host. Cracked uh, it. Had a, had a bit of a crack at us, but... Uh, Bad luck, Payne. You've got to work your way back. But he also, Payne also said, if we need a spinner, Brent Costello's not the man because... He's done a Johnny Howard. <laughs> Boy, he hit his foot. Now, ludicrous, you'll agree. Oh, it's hard to listen back to, but a little bit of fun. And we may even have a match on our hands. Now, Heels, being the fierce competitor that he is, has picked this up and run with it. There's talk of a Rebel 11. We need a Rebel team. A Rebel team. Yeah, good And call. we'll take them on. Yeah, like, I like that. They, they have been, they've been negligent in their selections. <laughs> they were that sheepish in announcing that team. You couldn't really hear who they picked. <laughs> These fellas are gone. We're going to have a game. You know, let's cover each other's costs. Um, yep. And our team, the, the Rebel team, rest of Australia, will will play 
whatever that team should be called yep. at Ian Healy Oval, if you like. Like it. Uh, and Had to we'll, mention he's got a name we'll, uh, we'll named after him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see. With Tim Payne Oval, maybe, at the University of Tasmania. If we wanted to go down there, Payne could be our captain. Yep. And uh, we won't have to bat. That's, we'll, we'll just watch Payne go around. So sheepish doesn't quite do justice to my mood right now. And I head down to Hobart and, in fact, SEN Tassie with some major trepidation this morning. Uh, Tim Payne, good morning to you. How are you, mate? Can we address the elephant in the room straight away? Um, you'd be part of the Rebel 11, I take it? Absolutely. We've had already had some selection meetings. <laughs> uh, there is some disgruntled <laughs> talent, if you like, at SEN um, Network. And, yes, we've, we've come together over the last few days, and we think we've picked a pretty strong Rebel side that we're happy to take you guys on in a SEN Boxing Day Classic at Ian Healy Oval. So if oh. you'd like me to announce the team, I can. You've got it in front of you? Uh, I've got it right in front of me. Oh, boy. Fire when ready. And it's not bad. I'll just roll through it, if you don't mind. Payne, Barat, Healy, Jeeves. Andrew Gaze, we needed a bit of star power, so we've gone with Gazy. Sam Collins at six. Trent Copeland at seven. Steve O'Keefe at eight. Damien Fleming at nine. Doug Bollinger at ten. And Bradley Hogg at 11. Jeez. So we're pretty happy with our side, to be honest. That's a reasonable squad, isn't it? It just suddenly dawned to me uh, just how much cricket talent's on the SEN roster. Yes. <laughs> we, we threw in a couple of our commentators because we thought once we flog you, we'd really like Brat and, and Colo to, to break down the game and, <laughs> and take our listeners inside it. So um, we, we've thrown them in as well. And, and handy cricketers in their own right, don't worry. Oh, And Gazy's there for comic relief, I'd imagine. Gazy, I'd imagine, would be a terrific celebrator. So, again, we think we've got this in the bag and we want a bit of... Uh, we want some humour. Um, obviously, the game itself isn't going to challenge us too much, so we might get a bit bored. Um, Gazy <laughs> brings some real comic value to the team and we think he's a terrific celebrator. Geez, you've changed because when you were uh, left out of the squad, you said you were just happy to spend some time in the corporate box taking it all in. I was until Hill said, look, <laughs> let's take them on. Let's pick a Rebel team, and, and we've managed to pull it together. So we're pretty happy with what we've been able to to pick. Geez, uh, you've overlooked some good cricketers. Well, there's one that we've both over... There's one that we've both there's one that we've both overlooked. In fact, maybe a couple. I mean, I might have to talk. I don't talk tough unless Gary Lyon is here alongside me. You know that, Tim. But uh, Simon Caddich is still on the table. Chris Rogers as well. So we might just have to open up with that pair. Yeah, well, you guys can have them. You can have them. We're happy. As I said, we've picked our team. We're happy you guys. You guys are a bit like England. You don't quite know what you want to do. Do you want to go with all the all-rounders? Do you want to go with the six batters and five bowlers? Are we going to swap it up every game? And all of a sudden, it's all over for you. So very similar to the England selection, you guys over there. <laughs> Sounds like you've put about eight times about a thought in it. But I love it because uh, I feel a match for charity coming on. And I, I do note another key omission in your squad, and he's your colleague. You spend so much time with him down there. But after that vision, haunting vision emerged of your sidekick, Brent Costello, and his, uh, his finger-spinning uh, action. Um, I'm, I can only assume it was a humid night down there in Tassie when he when he delivered that. Well, he's got every excuse under the sun. But I tell you what, he's as soon as we finished this morning, he left again because he hates when that gets back in circulation. So <laughs> I, any excuse under the sun that I can get that back out there. So as soon as he tweeted to you guys, it was just the opportunity to throw it back out into the wilderness for people to see again. And he's he's got very thin skin, does Brent Costello. So he's oh. he stormed out this morning and he's done for the day. Well, it's a very nice team. And uh, I might have to put a call into Bryce McGain as well. So this isn't done here anyway, Tim. 
him. We'll revisit it. Uh, all good fun, of course. Uh, the Aussies in India, tell us, three in a row now, moving through the gears, as I said earlier. How are we to look forward to this New Zealand clash tomorrow afternoon, do you think? I think we look forward to it with, with some confidence. As you said, we've won three on the bounce. Um, we've got some good cricket into some key players. I think Glenn Maxwell, the other night I heard you talk about, it was just absolutely extraordinary. And, and anyone who's seen Maxi play for long enough knows that when he's confident mm. and when he's playing in that way, he can be so difficult to stop. So to have him come out against the Dutch was probably the perfect time and the perfect attack. Get some time in the middle, um, get his confidence at an all-time high and... Um, now I think he can have a real impact on the tournament for us going forward, given that Mitchell Marsh is playing well, David Warner's been playing well, uh, Steve Smith got some time in the middle, Marnus played well, uh, Travis Head's returning to the side. So we're, we're building at the right time, and that's exactly how you win tournament cricket. And World Cups is, is obviously you didn't want to get off to the start that we did, but I think the last few games we're getting better and better each game. Um, and, yeah, I think we can go forward with some real confidence starting uh, tomorrow night against New Zealand, who have also played some good cricket. But I said this morning, if you went through our team man on man against them, I, I expect us to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. And that max innings, it was like watching the KO Mini, except it was happening in real time. It was just extraordinary. Mate, it, was uh, like playing, it was like watching on the play, playing on the PlayStation yeah. with the cheat code on there at one stage. I mean, the bloke was turning around left-handed and hitting sixes at will. It was just extraordinary. But it is the talent that man has is off the show. And as I said, he is now a huge key. He always is a huge key to us. But he brings real fear factor to other uh, to opposition bowlers. There's no doubt about that. And they'll be all be trying to figure out where to bowl and what fields to play. And when you're doing that, it throws you into a bit of disarray. And... You're a bit unsure about what you actually want to do. So, Maxi, that real um, key element for us, and um, it's great to see him back in really good form. Travis Head's inclusion, Tim, and I guess the ripple effect it will obviously create. How do you assess that, and how do you assess it going forward? Yeah, no, I think, look, he makes us a better team, so you play him. I, I was hoping he would have played last game against the Dutch. I thought it was a, a nice game for him to come back in and start rather than come straight in against yeah. uh, the Kiwis, who, like I said, have been playing some good cricket. Um, they've got a guy called Lockie Ferguson who can bowl you know, in excess of 150. So I imagine if Travis Head walks to the crease, he'll be on pretty early to try and unsettle Travis. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him play the game before, but... Um, that's what it is. As he makes us a better team, I think he comes in for Marnus, who, let's be honest, he's come in back into the World Cup squad, Marnus, after being dropped. And I think, it, credit to him, his one-day cricket's improved. His strike rate's been up. Mm. Um, his intent from the start been up. So f in terms of the team getting better and going forward, I think Marnus has done a, a really good job and his, his white ball cricket has improved in the last five to six months. Uh, but Travis Head just makes us a better better team. So he comes in, opens the batting with David. Mitchell Marsh drops to three and Steve Smith goes to four. And um, I think, you know, it's a it's a really nicely balanced batting lineup. Then you've got the uh, top three that's packed with power. You've got Steve Smith, who's the best batter in the country. He can come out at four, play exactly how he wants to play or however the situation needs him to play. And then you've got Inglis, Maxwell, Stoinis or Green either side of him power Steve Smith in the middle so I think it you know it looks a really strong batting lineup and just on Steve uh, mentioned off the top he conceded he was a, a bit shocked when it was put to him he would need to shuffle back down the order we don't have the audio so context is missing here and, and it is important but he said I'll do whatever the team wants I've got a pretty good record at three so I was a bit shocked in a way but I'll do what I need to for the team so casual observers of the game Tim would say what's the difference between three and four but for a man who's batted and had well he's owned that position since what 2014 big of an adjustment would it be for, for someone like Steve Smith? 
Oh, I don't think it is, to be yeah. honest. I mean, Steve Smith's that good. He can, and the modern day cricketers are. It's not just batting between three and four. They can swap between Test and T20 and 50 over cricket yep. within, you know, a day's notice. So I think Steve, uh, as he can do sometimes, look, he wants to bat at three, and I don't think he'd hide that. Even when he was chatting to Andrew McDonald or George Bailey, the selector, he would back himself to be the best player for the team to bat at three. Um, and I think he's just subtly letting them know that he's happy to do what's best for the team or what they think is best for the team. But he clearly thinks his best role is number three and he wants them to know that. Mate, we really appreciate you hanging around after an outside broadcast down there in Hobart. Magnificent uh, partners of SEN Chemist Warehouse, of course. Uh, appreciate you hanging around, mate, and uh, bringing us your Rebel 11. Oh, this isn't done. Uh, and a, a couple of texts coming through saying, you guys better make this match happen. Well, Brett in Bacchus Marsh, it's looking that way. If uh, if Tim, you have anything to do with it and heals it as well, bring it on. Absolutely. I think was Hutchie picked in either team? Uh, no, he was not actually. <laughs> so, but you can make that phone call then. <laughs> maybe maybe you can umpire. Well, that's a good call actually. Because Pickers maybe. was picked, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he I had to pick Pickers. Decent cricketer, I'm told. No, he he tells everyone that he was as well. Um, yeah, absolutely, well, and yep, yeah, I'm sure he is until Dougie Bond just steaming in off the long run at him. It'll sort a few of you guys out, I reckon. All right, well, I'm 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 scared. I'm officially scared already. Tim, great to talk to you, mate. We'll we'll do it again soon. No worries, any time. There he is, the former Aussie Test captain, Tim Payne. Just, is it hot in here? Do we need to get the air conditioner on in here in the SEN studios? Getting a little bit warm. Uh, we might take a break. I want to take calls as well. Um, a Stephen Whale, a dead set gold from Payne. He came off the long run, didn't he, Payne? You got a little insight there as to what he would have been like in his prime with the gloves on. Peter Volandis, a lot of text coming through. I want to hear your take on that. He's unabashed. Rugby league is the biggest sport in Australia, and he says he's taken it to Vegas. That's the sell. We'll get to you on the other side. one 736 The captain's run. We are chock-a-block. Sam Edmund with you. Back after this.